Let us take a moment to pray for each other. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Each year we reflect on the Lord's passion and death and the myriad events that surround it. But what does it all mean? What is the the central message? Is there a, a key that we can use to unlock the deeper meaning? This year I would propose for our consideration the key of the covenant. You know, in our day and age, when we enter into agreements, when we make promises to one another, we often think of that in terms of contracts, an exchange of goods and services. But the covenant, the ancient way in which God entered into an agreement and a promise with his people, is not an exchange of goods and services, but is the exchange of a life for a life is putting your life on the line. We hear in our gospel this year from St. Luke when Jesus uh, is at the Last Supper with his apostles. He says, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. What is he doing there? He is giving us the context, giving us the answer key, you could say, for how to understand the rest of his passion. The Passover meal, as we know, was the meal of the Old Covenant. And it was the Passover of the Angel of Death. All of the people, uh, when they were slaves in Egypt, all of them were liable to death in God's presence. The man and beast, Egyptian and Hebrew, all of the firstborn sons were to be killed by the angel of death. That reminds us that the covenant meal of the Old Testament called to mind that fact that we were all liable to death because we had broken the covenant with God. But God gave his people a way to escape death, a way to escape that angel, and that was the blood of the Passover lamb. Now, Was that because God really equated uh, or thought was equal the blood of these lambs with the blood of the firstborn of Israel's sons? Certainly not. But because that Passover lamb is the symbol, is the prefiguration of his own son, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And so when Jesus, at the Last Supper, takes that cup and says, this is the cup of the new covenant, what is he doing? He's restoring, repairing the covenant. And to do that, he is taking upon himself our penalty for breaking the covenant, the penalty of death, because a covenant, again, is a life for a life. That is what we see in the rest of the Passion narrative. That in every way, Jesus is restoring the covenant. That he is giving his life for our life. Why does he take the bread and the wine at the Last Supper and change it into his own flesh and blood? It is so that he can give himself 
to us. Allow us to share in that covenant. Take our place once again in that covenant with God. Then what does he do? He goes out to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he suffers so greatly that he sweats blood. What is he doing? Taking upon himself the sins of the whole world, our sins, making himself the scapegoat for our sins. Again, giving his life to restore the covenant. Then what do we see in the Passion? In so many ways, each element of his life is stripped away, or more accurately, he gives it away. His best friends abandon him. He is uh, stripped of his social standing and reputation. He is stripped of his dignity. He's even stripped of his clothing. He gives his own mother away. He gives his body, his flesh, over to be bruised and beaten, whipped and crucified. He pours out his blood. Even after he is dead on the cross, his heart is open and his blood is poured out. He gives us his spirit, which is not just his human soul, but is indeed the Holy Spirit. He gives us everything. He gives us his very self, his very life. And in doing so, In doing so, he restores the covenant, makes it new. And so, that is how we are to understand the Passion. That in the Passion, Jesus gives his life for us, renews the covenant, bears in himself the penalty. That is why he comes not just to preach and to heal and to work wonders and miracles, but to die. And so what does that mean for us? Well, on the one hand, it means that we have every reason to rejoice. We've been set free. We've been set free from death. We don't have to fear it anymore. We have been redeemed from our sins, reconciled to God. We can stand before him once again justified. We can share this new life with others, call them into this saving relationship with Jesus Christ. There's great reason for joy. Great reason for rejoicing that he who was the king of the Jews, he entered Jerusalem, although he has died, has not ceased to be our king. But on the other hand, because he has given his life, we now should live his life. He has given it to us. That's what it means that we eat his flesh and his blood. But do we live that life out in this world? You know, as we come today to receive Holy Communion, we should take that very seriously. That when we receive the body and blood of Christ, we are entering into the new covenant. We should not eat his body unless we are prepared to really become his body, to make him present in this world. Not to live our own life, but to live the life of Christ. Let us not drink his blood unless we are willing to have his own lifeblood coursing through our veins, to be willing to pour out our blood for the redemption of the world in his name. That is what this new covenant means for us. 
that we no longer belong to ourselves, but that we have been bought at a price. And so if we are willing to live that way, to live as other Christs, then we can eat his flesh and drink his blood in great joy, in great joy, knowing that he has given us new life by giving us a new covenant. Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.